You have failed on your quest, dear listener. We asked you to help us get more ratings and more listens on your favorite podcast streaming service. But now you have failed us. And now the villains have arrived. They've taken over this land and it's on you. It's your fault. So this week, we have been forced to talk about villains. Just like the villainous people out there who have not been rating us on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all your favorite podcasting services. So for now, we must speak of villains. I am, of course, the villainous Josh here with the wishes he was as villainous as me, Michael. How's it going today, brother? It's going pretty good. How are you? Oh, great. You know, I've got my villainous attire on. I've got all my Whitechapel gear. I'm ready, man. I watched like a scene from Berserk from 1997 this morning. I'm in the mood. So are you excited to talk about villains? I mean, I'm going to be 100% honest. I was a lot more excited when we came up with the idea and a lot less excited as I realized that there aren't many good ones. <laughs> you know, when it, yeah, when it comes to video games, I was a little surprised. In my research, I was just like, man, there's a lot missing here. Honestly. It feels like a really a really looked looked over thing with games. There's like a bunch of iconic villains and then a bunch of like middle of the road, like who cares? I don't remember this person villains. I mean, I think a lot of the iconic villains aren't even that good, is the big thing. Yeah, like, like Bowser. Bowser's so super if we, iconic. If we want to like break it down a little bit, I think that a villain has to have like some sort of compelling reasoning for what they do. Mm-hmm. I like it when my villain has some sort of humanity to them in some way. Yeah. Like, um, to give a an example outside of video game, someone like Thanos, even though Thanos is about as bad as they come, there's actual humanity to him. Right. And you see that and it's shown. And like, I feel like video game villains are either just like empty husks for evil or just like comedic relief. And I'm not saying that's always a bad thing, but it's really interesting because there's like a very small subset of villains that we actually get access to when there's so many other cool things you can do. Yeah, like like Ganon from Zelda, man. Why, why is he evil? Because what does he want? Power. Why? Because power is awesome. And that's about all like all I get from that character. And I've played like a lot of Zelda games and that franchise is really iconic, but man, Ganon's just like kind of boring. It's kind of really boring. <laughs> My memories from playing Ocarina of Time or something like that have pretty good memories of Ganon. And I wonder if I go back and play it now, if I'm going to have different opinions of that. But Ganon in Breath of the Wild is just the most, one of the most uninteresting villains ever. It's just like, there is a dark shadowy presence that's all powerful and taking over. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and even something too like, it's almost like Nintendo villains at a whole as a whole are a little underwhelming. I can't really think of a really big Nintendo villain that I find interesting. Even Bowser, Bowser serves his purpose in like a family oriented platformer, but he's not interesting. He's not like fun to interact with. He's like, oh, here's Peach again. Woohoo! Maybe Peach should like learn how to protect herself. You know. Take some self-defense courses. This guy's going to keep capturing her. I feel like 
I feel Bowser has this hard situation because I think he's a lot better in the 3D Mario games. Because in each of the 3D Mario games, well, he's not the most interesting villain. He at least has something more to his character than I'm a turtle that abducts the princess. You know, in Odyssey, he's just like the big giant turtle who tries to like forcibly wed the princess. That's not really, really messed up at all. Yeah, but there's more character development in that because he actually goes and, like, gets the ring and the flowers and all that stuff from the different kingdoms versus you look at the platformers where it's like he goes and hides in his end castle and then you find a toad in every castle being like, she's not here. Go next. Are you saying that at least Odyssey has <laughs> grooming in it? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> look, kids, this is what grooming looks like. Please don't take any lessons from our Mario game. Like, at least he had, like, a goal of putting on a wedding and wanted to, like, get stuff to make it nice, you know? He just wants to make it nice before he forcibly marries somebody. You yeah, know? He exactly. He wants to make them feel special like, before he does heinous shit. <laughs> but I'm not expecting any of my villains to not do heinous shit. I'm just like, I want you to have some sort of character to you. And I feel like in Odyssey, he has something. I'm not saying it's great, but it's definitely better than what you get in the other Mario games. It's true. There's just there's a lot of like dry motivation for games. And like a step up for that to me is something like GLaDOS. From from Portal. I love GLaDOS. And there's like one of the first ones I thought of when we were talking about this is something I really like. It's not a complicated character. It's just like this smart ass snarky AI that just like makes fun of you and like really gets to you, though. <laughs> when I was playing Portal for the first time, like. GLaDOS pissed me off. <laughs> I was just like, quit screaming with me, you asshole. And then they take away your companion cube. I spent more time with that companion cube than my parents have spent with me in the last five years. <laughs> I miss companion cube. No, Gl GLaDOS is really good. And I think GLaDOS got better with Portal 2, where suddenly you had this villain that now was your companion, in a way. That was really interesting and a lot of fun, was really cool for the game. But her character is just incredible. And while her villain side like isn't that evil well it is evil but like it's not like some of the villains you're like holy shit this person's actually like the most like evil incarnate and i feel like yeah. glados isn't that but she has such good character building and her personality is so well designed that it's just she's got to be one of the best yeah i i think she she'd be top five maybe top three for me i feel like it's top games. three yeah She's really good, and at least Hank has more of a motivator, like we were saying. A lot of villains are just like, why Why are you doing this? Like, why do you care? I feel like Far Cry, as much as those games aren't my jam, has always done a really good job with, like, the villains are interesting, they have motivations, you understand where they're coming from, whether they be good or bad, and those games do a little bit more of towing the line, too, where, specifically, I think it's Far Cry 4, there isn't, like, a good ending, it's like you get mm -hmm. child soldiers, you get genocide, or you get a dictator. Pick your favorite. It's like, well, I don't like any of these endings. These are awful. Is everybody just a villain in this game? You all seem like shitty people. Yeah, and I think for myself, when I look at movies and books and TV shows, I really like villains that aren't pure evil. Mm -hmm. Right? I want some sort of like conviction in the villain and like some sort of like humanity like i said where you have not just like a pure evil villain where someone that just like is evil incarnate 
And like, I think there's very few that do that. Uh, a big example from a recent game is Hades in Hades. I think mm-hmm. made a really good villain that wasn't a villain. Yeah, like I didn't that didn't even register me him as like a villain. But he's he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad guy and well he's technically your adversary for the game. All of his decisions and what he does are very rationalized out and very there and he shows a lot of humanity throughout the game through like little bits of dialogue and stuff like that. And it's actually really cool because he's not just pure evil. Yeah. Understanding the motivations of a person, it makes a big difference when it comes to villains. I mean, this just doesn't feel like generic Disney villain here kind of thing. You know, it's just like, like Sephiroth in Final Fantasy seven actually has a motivation to what he's doing. He's still like, he's my probably top two villains for me is Sephiroth. From playing the original games, and I'm hoping that when Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out in 20 years, you know, part two, that they don't screw that character up. They already did a little bit. They've, like, changed some stuff that I don't like. And character development with villains is really, like, not that common of finding games where you keep talking to them. But Final Fantasy VII, like, does character development up until the moment where the game ends for, for Sephiroth. And it's, like, a big part of that game, especially in the original, where you get to, like, Literally have like 20 minutes of cutscene at one point or the you watch him go crazy after realizing what's going on. And it's really, really cool. And even Final Fantasy as a whole has done this. I think it's Final Fantasy six has like an incredibly good villain. Uh, we won't talk about 10. We're just not going to talk about 10. 10's villain's really lame. It was his dad the whole time. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just garbage, but. Other games that have like good character development villains is even like like Balder from God of War just like shows up and is just questions you and then beats the tar out of you and you just have like this big fight and you kind of get to know more about him and by the end you kind of like feel a little bad like I felt bad when like Freya's like crying over her her offspring you're just like man I feel bad for doing this am I am I still the bad Kratos from the old games. The um, the scene where you're escaping Helheim and you have to uh, like climb past Balder on that tower in his like hell loop with his mom. Mm-hmm. That scene was the point where it was like, holy shit, Balder's not just a bad guy. Like, yeah, oh, that's just like so good. So on the topic of God of War, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a weird take on this one. Okay. I think God of War has one of the best designed villains in the original series, in the original three games. Okay. And it's Kratos. Yeah. He's just like, you play as the bad guy. Yeah. And I think his character development and everything done with him is incredible. And he's the villain. Yeah. Like, really, at the end of the day, he is. Like, he just did, like, this horrible stuff. He really has the ashes of the family that he murdered, like, on his body. And all you do is just go kill people like blindly and like you listen to people blindly and then you resurrect some old like Titans and then they go kill the people that you want to kill because you got tricked into killing people. Well, it's still like kind of your fault the entire game and the entire series. And it's it's one of those things where because he's the main character, they actually did character development with him and he actually has like a storyline and stuff like that, whereas a lot of games 
because they're the villain, totally ignore them. So because they're forced into acknowledging him with him being the main character, I think that game's just like, he's one of the best designed villains. He just doesn't necessarily feel like it because you're the one playing him. Yeah. Similar to like the darkness did that too in a different way where the darkness that possesses the main character in that game is kind of the villain, but you're forced to play them as Jackie because you're possessed by it. So you're kind of like carrying out the will of the darkness while you're playing that game, trying to get revenge for what happened to you. But at the same time, you're kind of enabling it. And in that game too, like you even like try to kill yourself and he like, he doesn't let you, you like shoot yourself in the head and, and then it like recreates your body. And it's interesting playing from that perspective where you feel like the bad guy and God of war does a very, very, very good job of that. And you don't like, clue into it as much especially back when that game came out it was just a very different time for games and like society as a whole so it didn't click with people as much but now looking back you're like wow kratos was just a piece of shit wasn't he yeah and i just think like i played the new god of war first and i've gone back and played one and a little bit of two and it's just like that game just it doesn't hide that kratos is the bad guy it's just like yeah you're a piece of shit here, yeah. go go be a piece of shit. And just like, I really like that. And the fact that his character developments and all the things that go on in his story, and his story is really well done. So it just leads towards this like really cool development that I don't think you see too much in games because for some reason, a lot of games have decided that you can't have uh this like you can't have development for villains. Like apparently it just like isn't time. Yeah, Like, there isn't time for it, and games don't make time for it. Like, uh, looking at my list of villains that I wanted to, like, kind of bring up and talk about, I feel like a lot of them are good guys turned villain or villains turned good guy. Okay. Let's go because I feel Because like, I feel like you get the character development as a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then you have a bad guy. Right? Yeah. And just, like, th- th- that's, that's really odd because i i feel like it shouldn't be that way i feel like that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be as common as it is to me but like one of the ones on my list is like kerrigan from starcraft you know that much about starcraft i don't know that much so mansplain starcraft to me so kerrigan (laughs) is kerrigan is in the first game and she's a ghost which is one of like the human unit types Mm -hmm. and she gets captured by the zerg and gets turned into some, like, Zerg-human hybrid and basically becomes the king of, like, the queen of the Zerg Empire. So in the second game, when you play, like, the Zerg campaign, you actually play as Kerrigan. Like, she's the captain of the Zerg. Oh. And so it's, like, it's actually really cool and really well designed (laughs) because she's this villain that has a whole ton of relationships with the quote-unquote good guys in that game because she used to just be human. And so it's just like stuff like that where there's this situation where you see the good in a villain. And again, coming back to like the humanity and stuff like that, it just develops a villain so much more. Yeah, that's interesting. And this even in it's really sad. The Resistance series did a really cool thing where the main character gets infected enough and gets influenced enough by the, the chimera in the game, like the airlines where he turns and you have to kill him. And it's part of the like the cure for humanity is from his death. 
I feel like that game too, like missed on doing that. Like that would have been sweet. We have to go fight hmm. them, like the main character from the last game, because they've gone evil. I didn't know StarCraft did that. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. What's another one you got? Another one I got. I have to talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I want to. You your brought brain up on this. Sephiroth. So yeah. you have Sephiroth because he's a really well developed character from Final Fantasy VII. Yes. I've only played the remake. Mm-hmm. I still think Sephiroth is one of the better villains in the remake because they he has this massive like air of mystery around him where after playing through the remake, you don't really know what's going on if you haven't played the original. But he has this like this image of this all powerful bad guy, which is like evokes something, if that makes sense. Where it's like, it's not the best, and I like a little bit more development, but sometimes games will do, you. they give you this all-powerful bad guy and then develop it more. Like um, Another example of this is Jack of Blades from Fable 1. Yeah. Jack of Blades is like edged in there and whispered about in the game, and you hear like stories about him, and then you're in the arena, and he like walks out. And it's just like, that's really cool because he's this character that's supposed to be all powerful, and he winds up being a pushover, but that's besides the yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, don't but worry about that. In the context <laughs> of the game, in the context of the game, he's this like super big figure, and then his like everything about his character, he walks out and it just like does that, where it's just like this is an all powerful being, is what it feels like. Yeah. I think that's really cool, and when done right, is really good and actually like contributes to a villain, like in the case of my experience with Sephiroth from the remake and Jack of Blades. There's also games that try to do this with villains yeah. and completely fail on it. Do you know who the villain of Skyrim is? Is it Alduin? Is that the name of the yes. dragon? Yes. See, yeah, but like... And it's the one of the worst villains in video games because I literally could not care less about this character. I think I only know that because I have a poster somewhere of Skyrim that has his name on it and I see it every day. I think that's the only reason I know that. Just because I like the and map. I'm just, just, <laughs> I've, you like play through this game and then randomly the game's like, oh yeah, by the way, world ending dragon here, go fight it. That's what the storyline felt like of this game to me. And then it's just like, why the hell do I give a shit about Alduin? If you he just look, like doesn't matter. <laughs> if you look at the the fandom wiki page for Alduin in Skyrim, this game full of lore, it fits on one screen. That's like that's <laughs> egregious for your bad <laughs> that's guy. Really bad. <laughs> and like I get that a lot of people love Skyrim for different reasons, hmm. but this villain is a flop, especially in an RPG. There are yes. RPGs where the first mini boss has more lore than this dragon does, and he's supposed to be your big bad. Yeah, and I don't get that word. So, so many RPGs fail at their bad guys when they, they just could be good, you know. And it's just like Final Fantasy Tactics is like this really good bad guy in it because they took the time to do it. Like WeGraph, like one of the main enemies of Tactics. You get like this full development where you're like he was he was part of like the dead man soldiers and like progressively gets a little bit more annoyed at what's going on politically and societally. And then he he feels guilt over his sister. And then eventually, like his quest for revenge corrupts him. He tries using the Zodiac stones to kill everybody. And it's just like he gets there. 
He doesn't just like start there and then not go anywhere. So many villains do to start somewhere. Even Dishonored, a game I love, like who the fuck's the main villain in that game? I don't remember. Hi. <laughs> What's is his it, name? I guess Who's, it's not the high overseer, because you kill the high overseer really early. Yeah, there's just like and like the outsider's kind of cool, but like he's not really the main villain. There's just like the outsider's not a villain in that game. Yeah, he's not. He's just like he's just kind of something that's there. Yeah, I don't remember. And I, I've played that game. I've platinumed that game, and I don't freaking remember. Who yeah, he is. yeah, and it's just that's the thing where sometimes it just like it misses on it. Mm-hmm. And even too, there's like stuff like. Even, like, the antagonist of a game outside of a villain can be done way better. Like, Dead Space, the fact that, like, almost, like, your sanity is the issue there. Like, there's the whole, the whole beacon getting all the the aliens there, but they're still just, like, you're going nuts. And, like, that's a better antagonist than most games that actually have real villains in them. It'd be something like Braid, where you don't even know you're playing the villain until the end of the game, and you're just like, oh... You're a little bit of a creeper, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Just... And another game for me, and I did when I when I set out to let to make this list, this is a villain I never would have expected to put on here. Okay. Dorman. Dorman. From Shadow of the Colossus. Because this game makes you play the bad guy. I'd never th- Yeah, that is true. You definitely are the bad guy. (laughs) And I feel like this is one of those things where I think if this game was complete, Dorman would be the best villain in any video game. Uh, That game hurts me still. I couldn't have just been finished. I think if this game was complete, Dorman would be the best villain in any video game. I think the way they did him, I think everything is incredible, but because the game isn't done... He misses it. And I still think he's really good. And I think, like, the fact of the game, like, you go out and kill a Colossus and then you come back and there's another shadow there. And it, like, trips you in and then you figure out at the end that you're actually just the bad guy and you become this, like, evil demon incarnate. Mm -hmm. That's, like, that that was so cool. And I think that was so well done for a game that didn't spend a lot of time on it, all things considered. No. Because your interaction with Dorman was mainly every time you came back to the area after killing a Colossus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, it's subtle, and then it hits you, and it's really good, and then the game ends. Yeah. You just, like, want a little bit more from it. There's, there's, I have an odd one. I have okay. an odd one. Okay, go. Hit me. It's the protagonists, quote-unquote, of Silent Hill games are, like, because like it's your own it's your own mentality and what you've done in the Silent Hill games that are the villains, what manifests all the evil in the game. Uh one particular one of the Silent Hill series has like you did like some awful things to like one of your family members. So like the nurses and what the nurses actually mean in the game is like really screwed up. And now there's like a bunch of beds and there's like barbed wire over them, and it's like it's really disturbing. And, like, Pyramid Head, to me, is still one of the most menacing villains. Because watching him walk around is so, like, slow and methodical. But then he just, like, tears somebody in half. And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like this. It's it's the same thing as Sephiroth. It's just like this overwhelming evil thing that you know you cannot deal with. And I really like that about the game. And just the 
the metaphorical nature of villainy in Silent Hill is really, really good. And I don't think a lot of horror games have a really good set of villains that aren't just evil. Just like generic, this guy's evil because he's evil. Silent Hill is just like, well, you're here because you're a bad person. And you're kind of the villain of the story. And it's like your own regret is attacking you. And like everything you've done is the, you know, the villain of this game. And it's really cool. Yeah, I, I haven't played the Silent Hill games. But it sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. Silent Hill is great for that reason, though. That It's just like there's a lot of you figuring out why you're stuck in like this haunted place. It's because it's something you did. And you don't know at the beginning a lot of the games, and it makes them really cool. Yeah. So I, I want for, for for a little bit. Let's back away from actual individual characters. Games where you're not really fighting a single enemy, but you're fighting like a group. Ooh, I I got one I really love. Are there any? Okay, go go. Halo. I actually really really like both of the main villains at the beginning of like the Halo series, like the flood and like the whole hive mind of the flood is so cool. It's, especially when it starts talking to you. Right? What is that? Like Halo three. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> that hooked me. I was just like, the flood's awesome. They're, funny story. I used to listen to the song, tread the floods by trivium while like fighting the flood on repeat. I would just like redo the flood chapters in Halo three. Cause I love them. Oh, didn't everyone replay the flood chapters in Halo Three? Oh, yeah. they were so good. <laughs> so good. I, I've I've replayed the flood chapters so many times that mm. they were yeah awesome. And, and then there's like the Covenant, which is like the re the religious zealotry of the Covenant makes sense, and I really like it because you get where they're coming from. They're just like yeah, like this is just like a crusade almost. We we've been here before in humanity's history, so it's something you like identify with, and that whole group. It's actually super interesting, and it's the whole reason I kind of want to go back and play all the Halos through and actually just pay attention to the story and just, like, maybe just knock the difficulty down, just run through it, because I just want to have some more lore. Because I, yeah. I am not caught up yet, and I kind of want to be. Well, like, and I, I went back and read some of even, like, the Halo books, mm -hmm. and the development of them is really good everywhere. Yeah. So, like, actually everywhere, the development of them is incredible. Yeah. Is there a particular group that you're thinking of? Um, the big one that actually when I was looking came up to me, and this was because there was a game that we've talked about a lot, Horizon. Yes. Where I wanted to figure out what the villain was. <laughs> and like some people will say that the main villain was like Hades. Mm. But not really. I don't feel mm. like that counts. But the Shadow Karja. Ooh, yes. I actually feel like was a really compelling group where they made it like the game give gave you a very good uh, image of them and what they wanted and what they were going to do and made them just feel evil. They felt like an evil cult. Yes. And that's something that a lot of games don't don't necessarily do very well because <laughs> just you have this whole group and you gave them this image and this mentality and i think it's just like put in throughout the game really well where you don't really even realize that they're going to be the main villain until a little bit into the story right because mm. you like you have the proving and get attacked and admittedly that shadow carja but then when you're going when you travel to um 
I'm blanking on the name of the city, but when you start traveling outside of like the starting area, yeah, it doesn't really become immediately apparent that they're the bad guy. Because you're just encountering other people and all the different uh, creatures and all that stuff. And then they just kind of are this, like, sub-factor that just, like, slowly gets lore in. And then you realize, holy shit, these people are trying to end the world. Yeah. And there's a lot of games that have evil organizations that are just, like, lackluster to me. But Horizon did a good job. Like, Assassin's Creed, like, the second they started going into, like, a lot of the weird... Extra-dimensional time travel, blah blah blah. I was just like, <laughs> these games are ass, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get in it. I'm just like, like why can't this just be like a historical replaying game and not like aliens? It's just like Indiana Jones, aliens, Assassin's Creed, aliens, and it's just like it's so un- un- uninteresting to me. Where if like we're literally <laughs> just fighting like the Templars who are just religious sell it people it'd be way more interesting to me than aliens you know there's a there's a few games out there that do have definitely a good job with the whole like group mentality thing mm-hmm. but i almost feel like final fantasy 7 shinra that we just played felt way more generic because of the storyline changes that they did like, like Hojo is really cool. I really like like his like you understand him a little bit more. But they still cut out a big section of what Shinra does. And now that you've left Midgar, I don't know if they're ever going to put it back in the game. That's fair. Which like sucks. My again, as someone who's only played the remake, yeah. My thing is, is I wasn't disappointed with Shinra as a villain. But Shinra, because of what villain they are, is very, like, from my perspective, Mm. I feel like it's very difficult to make them seem unique. But as far as the generic bad corporation goes, I think they did a good job, if that makes sense. Yeah. And even, too, like, things that have these big things, like, another one is, um, like, Aperture Science and, like, Portal. It's just, like, kind of meh. Like, GLaDOS steals that. Um, the Umbrella Corporation, actually from Resident Evil, is one I thought of. There's like, there's a lot going on there, and it gets way, way, way deep. I really like the Resident Evil games, and I've been meaning to think now that they're remaking them to kind of start over and get into it more. Because the whole idea of like the genetic part of it is really interesting. And now that I've played some more Seven, I kind of want to know more. Like the teaser for seven when I initially started that up and then played a bit of seven got me really into that series a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as a as I'm going to um aggressively fangirl over a company once again. Uh oh. Fangirl? What you got? Uh the Camrata from Transistor and the Ura from Bastion. Okay. And this is, it's not really a spoiler for Transistor. It's a bit of a spoiler for Bastion, but the game's like 12 years old, so get over Shrug. yourself if you care. Mm-hmm. Um, Transistor, the bad guy is like very mysterious at the start because you're, you haven't played much of it, have you? No. Okay. So you're, uh, the entire story is that you're a singer and her companion. And somehow the companion is locked inside of the sword in the game. Mm-hmm. 
So the sword is actually a character and actually has like a personality because it used to be a person. Hmm. And the singer had her tongue cut out by this evil corporation called the Camerata. Okay. And so you're just going through and trying to figure out what is going on. And there, there, there's a couple things in the game that don't really make sense in all context. But mm. overall, it's this really cool thing where you have this like ruling class in this camarada and you don't really know what's going on, but you kind of encounter them a little bit at a time. And it's very cool to kind of try and piece it together, especially because the main character, like uh, Red, her tongue got cut out. She can't talk, so you don't actually know what happened to her. That's really interesting. So you don't actually know entirely what happened to her before the game started. Yeah. And so, like, that's really cool. I really liked that. And then in Bastion... You're, uh, you're from the country Ceylondia, which has, like, you have Ceylondia, there's, they built, like, a wall to protect them, and then there's the wilds, and on the other side of the wilds, there's a group called the Ura, which are another, like, uh, another race or civilization of people, and early on in the game, you come across this, uh, gentleman named Zolf, who's an Ura from, uh, this, like, this faraway place, right? And he has this... He is a Ura, and he moved to Ceylondia when he was a kid. So he's, like, lived there uh, for a really long time. And there comes a point in the game where he finds this, like, book written in Ura and mm. destroys your, like, the Bastion and runs away. Hmm. And so you, like, don't really know what's happening. But then as the game goes on, it comes out that the Ura caused the Calamity, which, like, destroyed the world. Yeah. And it goes into this thing where just, like, there's a character that the game kind of brings in, gets you attached to a little bit. And then they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this guy's evil as fuck. Mm. And just like stuff like that. I love huh. And just That's like, sweet. I don't know. That was really cool to me. And I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. On, on the subject of evil organizations, I got, I got one more for you from a really like not great game. Okay. But the concept was cool. Uh, it's Haze for the PlayStation 3. I have absolutely no idea what this is. So I picked this up because it was on sale one day. And there's one of those things where like the, the idea is cool, but the execution's not great. Okay. So the Mantle Corporation in there basically supplies military with gear. And one of the things they give you is they give you this drug called Nectar. So what in the game, what Nectar does is it makes soldiers not see dead people or like see what they're doing. It's almost just like an hallucinogen that like stops them from realizing like the horrible shit they're doing. And they just use this nectar to make people like in a haze and not realize what they're doing. And there's a point in the game where you get stranded and you run out of nectar to take and you start seeing what you've been doing. And it's like a really cool concept. And that, like that's like, that's some heinous shit to be like, Go, go kill these people, but we're not going to tell you what you're actually doing, and you're just going to be high as hell the entire time. It's a really cool concept for a game, and I really wish they'd, like, redo that. Not, you know, super B-roll. Because it kind of feels like a really <laughs> shitty science fiction movie. But the idea of the game is really cool. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have many more to talk about? We kind of reached the end of your list. 
I, I think I'm pretty much at the end of my list here. Just okay. Because okay. there's not a lot of good ones. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. What? Worst villain. Who worst is it? villain? Worst. The worst villain. So, like, are we going, like, okay, worst villain as in this villain's just shit? Or, like, worst villain as in this villain could have been good or should have been good in a game this big and it's not? Give me How do you want me? Uh, okay. Worst villain. I'm going to go with Ganon. I hate Ganon. I just, just don't, I just don't care what he's up to. You know what I mean? If if I could just go fishing like in your game and just not care about what's going on, I feel like you've done something wrong. Um, what about you? What about what's one for you? I'm going to think about it's, my last one. It's it's Alduin. Yeah? It's just Alduin. Like you can't have a game that I can play like 300 hours of and not give a shit about your villain in the slightest. Do you just like, I'm sorry, your villain sucks. Like <laughs> do you ever feel like the big problem with those games is that like Oblivion's like villain with the Oblivion gates made you feel agency over closing them. Alduin, I just like don't care what he's up to because they don't make you feel like it's urgent. The first game. time I played that game, I literally got to the point where I could go kill and Alduin played the game for another like 60 hours and then stopped playing before killing the big bad. Cause he just didn't matter to me. Yeah. Just why can't those games be better? Like oh, the idea of the big giant, could be. a big world open RBG is great, but the main villain of those games, the main quest just like sucks all the time. And then with Skyrim, they just like, they dulled it down. It's this kind of like, eh, this is kind of crappy. Um, I, I, I don't know if I want to tell you the one I thought of for, like, the one that was just, like, kind of disappointing. Go. Do it. I'm going to make sure I pronounce this right. Um, okay. I want to make sure I have this right before I disappoint you. Because, like, this is a game on our list of things to play. So, Dragon Age 2, the main villain of that game, I can't remember his flippin' name. And if you Google it, it doesn't show up. That's pretty bad. Like, That's pretty bad. I don't freaking remember what his name is. Like the <laughs> Dragon Age, okay, the Dragon Age series as a whole, this is a really big problem with the main villain being interesting. The the story of like the blight and like protecting people is like really cool. I cannot remember a single antagonist's name in those games. And I've played all of them a couple times. Just like is it just like, is it Ubisoft? Is that the problem? Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. We're doing a live look in. Does Ubisoft just like do a bad job at making villains? Possibly. Quite possibly. Can I, I can't think of a single Ubisoft villain game. Hold. Watch Dogs. Assassin's Creed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. These just far, far cry for some reason has good villains. But then like. The problem is that their best villain in the Far Cry series dies halfway through the game. Like in Far Cry 3. It's just like, they just kill him off. And you play the other half of the game without him there. And it's just like, the game like sucks after that. Huh. Ah, it's so lame. <laughs> what What's your favorite villain then? 
We were doing worse. Oh. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? I wanted. I wa- favorite. had other villains I wanted to talk about first. Okay. Okay. What do you? What do you okay. What do you want to talk about first? Then. Okay. I want to talk about. Okay. So I. I have three villains I want to talk about in the context of favorite. Okay. Well, the first one through. I think is a runner up. Okay. And if we actually talk about this, this is like heavy spoilers for a game that you can't really have spoilers for. The Origami Killer. Ooh, baby, that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's a like a good one. And okay, if you haven't played Heavy Rain and you ever will play Heavy Rain, you gotta like skip this like forward five minutes. You can't hear this conversation because just trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we'll keep it at like five minutes. Skip forward five minutes. You won't hear it. Yeah. The Origami Killer is so cool because just like, first off, Serial killers are always kind of wicked. And that's mm-hmm. what the origami killer like felt like. I know that he isn't, but he feels like one in the game. And like the fact that he just leaves these like origami creatures around and leaves you notes and like puts you through this like ringer of things to do. And you're like playing all these different characters that are all looking for him. And it's just like, it's so good. It's so cool. And just, you become so invested in it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was, I felt more like I felt so invested in that villain. Yeah, it's just it's it's really good. It's the way they do it, the way they give you clues, and it's you can figure it out, but it's really, really, really hard. Oh, the fact that you can figure it out early, and if you do, it actually like changes the entire game. Mm. And like even with that game, another another thing about that makes the villain like so good is the fact is the fact that that game lets you fuck it up. Oh yeah, you actually have to like. <laughs> piece things together and guess the right road and actually go to the right location and all this stuff. And that's like, that's really cool. If you mess this game up, the villain actually does bad shit. Yeah. It's like the, I'm like the Alduin where win. you just like, I'm like Alduin where I'm like, all right, bye. I'm going to go join the thieves guild. And he just like stands there threatening to end the world for 60 hours and never does. <laughs> it's like, I will end the world when I get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, that feels so cool. And then at mm-hmm. the end with the the twist and the fact that you know this killer so much better than you actually do. Yeah. Oh. That's oh. so good. Yeah. Oh. oh, so good. Oh, great. That that game is so The story of the Heavy Rain is so good. The controls suck, but the story is the so sto- good. Oh. It's the controls it. suck. It's worth like, it though. Honestly, playing that game like devising personalities and playing characters in character is one of my favorite experiences in gaming. I don't know if you remember when we did this because oh, I, I had did. never played the game before. That mm-hmm. was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Oh, that's so because good. it made that game harder because I made one of the characters a fucking trash. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and that too. And that's like that's a good way to play Dragon Age when we get to it too. Is just pick your morals and then play it. It makes the game really good. Yeah, just like I, I don't know that that is one that sticks with me, and it's like it's a very unconventional villain. Yeah, but it's just it's very so good. good. Yeah, very, it's very so good. good. And I think I think all of the the three games by them Quantic are all Dreams. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the three Quantic Dream games I think do a good job of their villain. I think even mm-hmm. I think even Detroit did a really good job with displaying like kind of the gray area between villains as well as like the what you look view as like the actual bad guy which was kind of cool 
Yeah, it is cool because depending on how you play Detroit, the villain changes. Yeah, and that's that's awesome. Which is really and cool. And that kind of that kind of like gray area is something I love, mm. and it's one reason that I really like MMOs and like those mm. kind of worlds where like in something like WoW, there's like a couple big bads. Like there, you get your big bad every expansion, right? You're like raid bosses and stuff like that. Like you have you have people like the Lich King, right? Where like mm. you are evil incarnate. Yeah. And generally speaking, the Horde is pretty shitty compared to the Alliance, but like it very no, much operates Horde for life. It very much operates in gray area where both sides have positives and negatives. Yeah. And I really like that. And actually, on this topic, the one that I think has done the best of this is Rune Terra. I think League and Riot and Rune Terra mm. does an incredible job of realistically. Not having a villain. Yeah, you have the Void. Yeah, now you have the Ruined King with Viego. You have the Shadow Isles. But there's, like, multiple wars going on in in Runeterra that are just, like, gray area. And that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, when when Runeterra started, like, years ago, you very much had Demacia was the good guys. Noxus was the bad guys. Bandle City and Ionia kind of sat off in the corner and did whatever they wanted. And it's like, it's very much isn't that now, where you have a lot of, like, bad aspects of Demacia. And Demacia is, like, very flawed now with, like, the mage ban and, like, the rebellion that's going on and all that stuff. And even someone like Silas, who, like, is kind of a shitty character, is very much has, like, a lot of personality and reason behind it. And it's like you have these super good guys like Garen that have some dark secrets. And then, like, even, like, the Noxus crew has some redeeming qualities, and just like that's really cool. I, I I really enjoy that. And the fact that very few characters, barring like the void characters, so Cho'gath, Kha'Zix. Kha'Zix isn't void. No, he is, he is. He is. Cho'gath, Kha'Zix, uh Kogma. Mm. And then like some of Cassidy. the Shadow Isles things like But Cassidin isn't even pure bad though. Yeah, which is what makes Cassidin really cool. And then you have, like, sure, you like the, the purest evil you have in that game right now is Viego. Yeah. Because he's, like, the big bad right now. But, like, outside of that, there's a lot of gray area, and I just really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that I got my rant for my runner-up, do you have a runner-up? Because I, I have two for different reasons. Give me, give me yours. Give me yours. I want to know. Okay. So, the first one is... A villain that I love because they have such concrete reasoning and such good foundation to what they did to make them a villain. And okay. that's King Logan from Fable 3. Ooh. Spicy. King Logan in Fable 3, you, you're like the prince. He's your brother. And you run away from the castle because you think he's a bad king and want to overthrow him. Because he is raising taxes, he forces you to, like, choose who, like, he forces you to choose one of two people to punish when there were protesters outside. So you have to, like, choose one of these two protesters to get executed. Which is, like, actually insane. And in the the start of the game, when you're, like, doing something dumb, you have to, like, choose between executing, like, your girlfriend, pretty much, or executing, like, a group of, like, ten protesters. And he, like, he makes you choose this. Like, guy's fucked up. And so you eat yourself (laughs) off and do this whole rebellion. And for the entire rebellion, 
he's just a super generic villain. Yeah. He's just like, this guy is just a bad guy. He's out there for himself. He's just like treating his, uh, his, um, people like shit. And then you get, you overthrow him and you can choose to keep him alive. So you can choose to like imprison him or whatever. I'm pretty sure. And then you're just given all the same information he had and forced to make the same decisions. And that is so cool. That is a, yeah, that's a really. And you're just like, the game's just like, oh yeah, by the way, here's all the shit he was dealing with. Figure it out. Go ahead. And you have to like, you're basically given with like a whole bunch of decisions where the game's like, this is the thing that Logan did that you thought was a piece of shit. And you hated him for. Mm. This is the thing that will probably cause your kingdom to get obliterated in the coming apocalypse if you do it. But your people will like you more. (laughs) And it's just like, that is so cool because it just, it entirely reframes the character and redoes the entire thing because suddenly you have this entirely different context as to who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is, this is tough. This is tough. Like I know, I, I know. There's I know my one villain. Is. There's one villain that you haven't talked about, and I haven't talked about, and I'm pretty sure it has to be both of our favorites, or else I'm really confused about you. Okay, so so what do you think it is then? <laughs> what do you think my favorite is? I have one runner up still. You haven't talked about Handsome Jack. He's just like kind of fucking boring. You really? I oh, I don't agree. I, oh. I really like Jack actually as a villain. I'm just like I don't care enough because he's not on screen enough. If that makes sense, I wait. actually prefer the twins from wait. Borderlands Three over Handsome wait. Jack. What? Have you played the pre sequel? No, because the game's garbage. He's the good guy in that game. <laughs> I just like okay, I, okay, but so I think my love for Jack is I really like his character in the third one, in the second th- game. That's probably what it but is. But he's it actually is. the good guy in the pre sequel, and you watch him change into the bad guy. See, that's probably my problem is that and I haven't played it. Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. That's probably I, it. I 100% expected you to talk about this, and I'm amazed you didn't. I don't play Borderlands of the Story, man. I actually like the, the cringy twins in Borderlands 3 more. Sure. Because they just, like, they're just, like, super cringy people. And they remind me of all fair. the crappy people on the internet. And <laughs> I kind of like it. That's fair. <laughs> all right. But What's your runner-up? My runner-up is Alma Wade from Fear. Okay. Have you ever played Fear before? No. So Fear is basically a game. I'm going to give you the ad. Fear is basically just like you're a SWAT team for the paranormal. And Alma Wade is this little girl who you're like trying to find. And she's basically just had like a really screwed up childhood. And has these psychic powers and she just haunts you. And it's like a horror game. (laughs) And like... It's freaking messed up. Like there's there's like a scene in the school where like you just hear these kids laughing, but there's no kids there. And you like walk by a mirror and you just see her for like half a second. You turn around and then she's gone. And then she like pins you against the wall. And it's just so freaking creepy. That's probably one of the creepiest games I've ever played is fear. Just because you're so tuned in in a first person shooter. And you especially if you have like headphones on and you're really like in it. It just can scare the crap out of you. And just like kind of getting her background and how screwed up 
her entire childhood was. You learn that, like, her mother died giving birth to her. And, like, she's just... It's just really fucked up. And I really like her a lot. But, like, my favorite Sephiroth, and it's not even close. Like, right. it's, like, the most iconic, best written, like, deepest villain to me. Mm-hmm. Because you understand why he's doing what he's doing. Even though you don't agree with it, you get it. And I really like him, but like, like Remake did a very good job of making me really like the fact that Starfall is in the game and then piss me off for making him less menacing because he's like way nicer in Remake. Oh. In a weird way. Like, Odd. Like, still, okay, Spoiler alerts for Final Fantasy VII Remake slash the first disc, disc of Final Fantasy One. <laughs> like, the scene where he kills the Shinra president is garbage in Remake comparing to the original. Oh, like, yeah. Like, in the original, you walk through this bloody hallway of all these bodies that Sephiroth killed, and he's just, like, impaled on his desk. And it's like, that's like, you're just like, holy shit. Like, Sephiroth did this? Like, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? And in Seven... Seven Remake just made the game more approachable and less violent. And it's like, we don't kill people here. And it it doesn't make sense with the way Cloud's character is or the fact that you're a mercenary group. They really wishy-wash a lot of that up, which I didn't like. Mm-hmm. But Sephiroth is still just like, if somebody says video game villain, like he's one of the ones that pops into like most people's heads. Yeah, He's in there. Like he, he was yeah. like even for me who's only played again the remake it was one of the first ones that I thought of too, mm-hmm. and his music too like he has the best villain music of all time and no one's ever gonna beat that the one wing angel song is like freaking awesome so <laughs> what's 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 your favorite I mean I think handsome Jack is actually just like number one for me honestly isn't it funny that like. I like I don't Borderlands like, more. I don't like Borderlands. <laughs> you like Borderlands, and I like the villain more. Yeah, it's super weird. I don't really get it. I, I find I know, it I just, hilarious. I actually really like Jack, because I think the game does a really good job of Jack not necessarily being pure bad a lot of the time. Mm. And I think part of that definitely came from pre-sequel, because he's like actually just this like random guy who's not really a bad guy in pre-sequel. And I think it's just... his. I think his humor is really funny. I think the villain is really funny, which it's there. There's very few villains. It basically comes down to like him and GLaDOS that get to do that. And yeah. I don't know. He's just, I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. I actually just think he's a really good villain and it hurts me to say something positive about borderlands, but I really think he is. I mean, like fair enough. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the crazy one, but I maybe feel like, I feel like that's one. just really good. I mean, you're just losing your touch, man. You're growing maybe. soft in your old age. <laughs> well okay one last thing this is okay. this is a little bit off topic on this topic of villains Ooh. Mm-hmm. can we talk about monster hunter world for a second you mean how you're just a bunch of poachers well so monster <laughs> hunter world it feels like the game tries to have like three villains you have zora magdaros which sucks mm-hmm you have Xenojiva, which is like meh. And you have Nergigante, which is fucking incredible. Oh, Nergigante is so good. 
And like, this is like one of those things where like, I get it's not a traditional villain because it's like, mm. just like a, it's a monster, whatever. But I feel like this game, Lord, like built lore and world build it around Nergigante better than most games do around their villain. It's true. And it like, really- that's just like, that was really good. I just like, I get it's not like the biggest thing. I just want to like bring that up because mm-hmm. I think that's actually just like really good. I think I think Nergigante was really well done. He, he Nergigante was just like menacing for like a very, very yeah. long time. And then you oh, actually yeah. get to fight it and then it just kicks your teeth in. It's so good. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things where like, it's not really a villain, but it kind of comes into the same conversation, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like, it's like, it's like. It's like a boss thing. There, there we go. There's a list, buddy. I, I smell a topic. Bosses. Mm. This could be good. Like <laughs> only like the second most overdone topic. But most of those lists are garbage. So like, mm, like we're just going to be below average. So it's better. Yeah. Well, like the Sephiroth <laughs> battle from the end of seven is in there. And that battle's like a joke. Like, well, that shouldn't be in there. As much as I love Sephiroth, the final fight with him is a joke. <laughs> like, it's really easy. Oh, I have one last one for organization. Okay. Ars Totska from Papers, Please. Are you just saying that, like, the government of the country you're working for? Yes, because that's <laughs> the bad guy in that game, and it's incredible. If you haven't, if you have played Papers, Please, you understand what I mean. If you haven't, you haven't. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. That's that's fantastic. You know, a shout out to one thing. I can't, I I think it's Modern Warfare 1. I can't remember whether it's 1 or 2 because I'm a terrible person. I haven't played these games in a while. The moment you get betrayed by the government and shot in that game was probably like, one of the most, I want to go back and kill that guy moments I had in a game, and I find it really funny that a COD game make me like their villain so much. I feel like, okay, this is totally anecdotal. I feel like COD used to actually have pretty good campaigns. Like, actually. They did. Like They were actually good. Like, COD 5, World at War, I feel like that campaign was hot. Modern Warfare 1 and 2, I feel like that campaign was really good. Black Ops? Yeah. Like, I love the good. entire concept of the original Black Ops campaign. The oh. numbers, Marcus! The numbers! The numbers! <laughs> <laughs> Just like, how is it that looking back, I'm like, Call of Duty campaigns, hell yeah. <laughs> the Okay. The most disappointing thing to me is the last Modern Warfare that they made. That campaign was actually, like, really good, and then I just wanted more of it. Yeah? Can, can, can I have a full-length... Just Modern Warfare campaign again, please. It doesn't like just cut short because all you care about is multiplayer. I understand you have to make billions of dollars, but just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like I'm amazed that old Call of Duty's actually had a really fun campaign. Oh, yeah. Like if Black Ops 1 came out today and I had a reasonable idea of what it was, I would consider buying that game for the campaign. And oh, that's okay. crazy to me. Mm. Right? Oh, uh, shout out to the worst villain of all time, though. I thought of my worst one now. Oh, I, 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 I almost forgot Diablo from Diablo three. Mm, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> just a yeah. shout out to how shit that game's story was. 
<laughs> Wait, what story? I've played like probably 2,000 hours of that game and I still don't know what's going on because I just don't care. <laughs> well, shall we head on out of here? Go yeah. scheme up some schemes, some more villainy, and tell people you plans know, within plans. Plans within plans. <laughs> well, for me and Michael, thank you for coming again. To blow average gaming. Now, the best thing you can do now is go over to our pages. Give us a like, some comments. Make sure you're subscribed. And, you know, you can just tell us how bad our opinions are. We don't mind. We'll tell you how you're wrong and we're right. Obviously, as the privileged class, we're always right. So, get wrecked. <laughs> so. <laughs>